the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So the crime in Columbus has been a major story. It'll continue to be a major story going forward, not because Mayor Ginther talks about it, because it reflects poorly on him, not because City Council President Shannon Harden is honest about it. No, he's not. I don't know how many murders have to happen in the inner city before people in the inner city realize that the people they're voting for are not doing anything about these issues. Accountability is appropriate. It's just not being visited upon the people who are making this possible. We've got the information disclosed by the Franklin County Sheriff's Office on the person who fired on the deputies from the task force delivering warrants last week. Remember the guy who fired from inside the closet at officers, hit the officer, and if the officer did not have his bulletproof vest on, Sergeant James Fuqua, Columbus Police, told us last Thursday uh, that U.S. Marshal would have died. Instead, thankfully, the body armor saved his life. He still had life-threatening injuries. Uh, the person who fired the shots from inside the closet was 18 years old. 18 years old. Donta R. Stewart. He was wanted on a warrant for aggravated robbery. So Donta Stewart's life went horribly wrong. And uh, his life ended violently. That's very sad. Also... We may no longer be sitting on 189 homicides, 13 more than we had last year in a record year. We may, in fact, have already reached 190 homicides. As police yesterday said they are investigating the discovery of a burned body as the 190th homicide. So they found that body underneath the I-670 overpass burned. Okay, I don't know how to have this discussion without it being part of a larger discussion about crime in America. As I've said, we already have 12 major cities that have set murder records for 2021. You can say it's coincidental. I can't prove that it isn't coincidental, but it is a mammoth coincidence that all 12 of those cities are run by Democratic mayors. It is not a problem that the police in those cities are run by white police chiefs who, because of the existence of the white chief, cannot identify with or understand the minority community in those cities. As I told you last week when I did the research on it, of the 12 cities, four of them, only a third, are headed by white police chiefs. So we have eight that have minority police chiefs. Could be black, could be female, 
could be black females, but they are not headed by white police chiefs. Okay, so the frequent complaint that we hear from the left is, well, it's because, you know, poor leadership in the police department. I don't dispute it's poor leadership. But I don't think you can blame the people who show up after the crime, and that's the cops, for the existence of the crime. More likely, you can blame the DAs, the law directors, who are the ones who enact policies that determine how quickly criminals are going to go back on the street. Because the truth is, like this young man in Reynoldsburg native, this 18-year-old kid who fired from the closet, his first crime was not picking up a gun and shooting at U.S. Marshals from a closet. He was wanted on a warrant for aggravated robbery. So he escalated to the point where he killed. Philadelphia is the city at the top of the list. Top of the list of murders. Over 500. Here is their district attorney. His name is Larry Krasner. And Larry Krasner is one of these guys who has taken money from George Soros and other liberal benefactors. Larry Krasner is one of these guys who has enacted the kind of liberal bail or eliminated bail, which is to say extremely liberal, that resulted in the guy in Waukesha, Wisconsin, being back on the street on a $1,000 bail after he tried to run his wife over with his car and let him out on a $1,000 bail. And he ran over a parade of grandmas and little kids and killed six. So here's Larry Krasner, not apologizing, not saying, oh, you know, I was wrong on that. We're going to have to relook at that. We may have to even examine it. I don't know if I was wrong, but we are, gonna, we are open to finding out. No, 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 no. No, here's Larry Krasner justifying the policies he has helped put in place that have led to a record number of murders in Philadelphia. Basically, we don't have a crisis of lawlessness. We don't have a crisis of crime. We don't have a crisis of violence. Hmm. So he's just denying the problem exists. Pay no attention to the numbers. The DA in L.A., George Gascon, there's a recall effort for him because like Larry Krasner, like Andrew Ginther, like Zach Klein, our law director here, like Shannon Harden, our city council president. They don't want to see, it's not that they don't see, they don't want to see what's right in front of their eyes. I am proud of our entire team in the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. We cannot prosecute our way out of social inequalities, income inequalities, the unhoused, the desperation that we have. Hmm. Can't legislate your way out of it. How about you try? <laughs> I saw last week this this dispatch headline about city council wants to have meetings with the community. They want to they want to have an open forum. They want to want to talk about how we can fix this. I know how you can fix it. Find the criminals, put them in jail, keep them in jail. That's how you fix it. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound equitable. Your prison population may not be diverse enough because the number of murder victims skews 
very heavily black. People who get murdered tend to be, not always, but tend to be mixed up in criminal activity. Yes, I know there are a lot of them who are innocent victims. The the woman who was driving to driving past the Dollar General on the south side where they were holding a vigil for another person who had been needlessly murdered. uh, 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 Olivia Kurtz, Mackenzie Ridley, the two little children who were murdered last week. They had nothing to do with their own murder. They are completely innocent victims. But the lion's share of people who are murdered are people who are mixed up in criminal activity or consorting with people who are mixed up in criminal activity. And yes, the lion's share of those who have been caught, and I will acknowledge only half of the cases have been made, Charges have been filed in half the cases, but the overwhelming number of people who've been charged are black. So for Gascon to say, and for other DAs around the country to say, that we can't eliminate these problems by legislating our way to stiffer penalties, stiffer crimes, we couldn't eliminate them, but you could certainly reduce them. Because if the bad people are in jail, it's very hard to murder someone in jail particularly someone else who is not in jail with you. So they don't want to tell the truth about anything. It's not just when it comes to murder. It's about, I just said, anything, anything. Did you notice last week you're paying less for gas now? I filled up last night, 285. 285 is not acceptable to me. It's not a lack of impact from Joe Biden's policies, but to hear Don Lemon tell it, you would think that our gas had been priced under Donald Trump at $5 per gallon. Big economic relief for millions of Americans who have been dealing with soaring energy prices. Cost of the pump finally easing up, with the national average for a gallon of regular falling to $3.35, the lowest since October. Just look at that. The lowest since October. Wow. Thank you. Now, could you go back to October 2020? No, of course not. Because that would require Don Lemon to tell you the truth. They don't want to tell you the truth. They will not tell you the truth. And ultimately what that is, is a failure to understand the consequences of their bad leadership. It struck me today when I was reading that all the hopes that I have for our country to get back to where it was hinge upon the fact that we have to exercise from public life the bad leaders that we have. And we have them on both sides of the aisle. We have them on both sides of the aisle. I'll flesh that topic out for you a little bit more next on The Bruce Woolley Show. Our record-breaking president is at it again, the producer price index for final demand. Don't ask me what it is. I just know there's a metric for it. It increased 9.6% over the same time in 2020. 
Another 0.8% increase in November. Economists had been looking for a 9.2% gain. So this is yet another metric that Joe Biden is failing us on the economy. He's failing us on the border. He's failing us everywhere. He's failing us because he's a failed leader. He's a failed leader because he doesn't understand leadership, right? You can't really do something well unless you understand what the point of it is. I was reading a quote this morning by George H.W. Bush. It's in a book that I read periodically. And George H.W. Bush said that power, political power, is not for personal gain. The only just use of power, and oh, the left is all about justice, is it not? That the only just use of power is so that you can serve others. Leadership is service. And that's when it hit me. Look, man, you can hope all you want to for our country to turn around, for our country to unify, for our country to prize truth. But until we have better leaders on both sides of the aisle, until we understand that the power that they have in Congress, in the Senate, in the president's Oval Office and everywhere, until they understand the media and academia, a lot of people out there have power, until they understand that the power that they have is not for their own personal gain, but is so they can serve others, well, things are not going to turn around as they ideally could. I try not to overload you too often on the show with direct references to my biblical faith. It is the prism through which I view everything. But I was thinking about leadership, and I realized that the reason why the people now in power, and the Democrats have the power House, Senate, Oval Office, the reason why they're such bad leaders is not necessarily because their ideas are bad. Their ideas are bad, but that's not why they're bad leaders. They're bad leaders, therefore they will produce bad ideas, bad policy. Leadership is a biblical attitude. They can't be good at leadership because they don't have a biblical attitude. What is a biblical attitude? A biblical attitude is first and foremost an attitude of service. So I don't understand. How's a biblical attitude service? Well, okay, what season are we in? We're in the Christmas season, right? What is the Christmas season about? Christmas season is about the birth of Jesus Christ. Why did Jesus Christ come into the world as fully man and fully God? He came into the world, he told his disciples, not to be served, but to serve. Now, when did he tell his disciples that? Very interesting when he told them that. He told them that. In Matthew chapter 20, in the aftermath of a very human argument, James and John, two brothers, two disciples of Christ, were fast-forwarding in their mind to, hey, hey, this guy is the real deal. This guy is going to 
free us from our Roman oppressors. This guy is going to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. And (laughs) what luck. One day we're fishing and the next day we're following the son of God. Imagine what's in this for us. And so their mom was also, she's got her boy's best interest at heart. Her mom comes up to Jesus and says, hey, did you do me a favor? When you establish your kingdom in heaven, could you let James sit on one side of you and John sit on the other side of you? And James and John are like, yeah, you tell him, mom. And Jesus says, well, it's not for me to say, but can they drink from the cup I'm going to drink from? In other words, can they, can they do what I'm going to do? what are you going to do? And that's when he explains to them and to the other disciples who had overheard this and were (laughs) too happy about it because, hey, hey, James and John, you're cutting in on our action here, man. Like, what if I want to sit on his right or left? Who are you to ask for that? And Jesus says to them, the rulers, see if this doesn't sound like today. The rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. Hmm, do you feel lorded over? And their high officials exercise authority over them. Hmm, you feel like your high officials exert authority over you? But then he says to them, not so with you. In other words, don't be like that. Whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. Now, I pause for a second to ask, what is a synonym for elected official, government official, class, anyone? What do we call government officials? We call them, ding, 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 public servants, public servants. So back to Jesus. Not so with you. Don't be like that. Whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. I don't sense a whole lot of receptivity from Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris to be a slave. Is Jesus asking him to do something he wouldn't do? No, because he continues. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave, just as the Son of Man, that's him, did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So when George Bush says we are given power to help people not to advance our own purposes, not to make a great show or a great name in the world, there is one just use of power. Not one, not just one use of power. He says there is one just use of power, and it is to serve people. So it's no wonder our country is suffering, and it's no wonder our country is less than it could be, because our leaders crave, hoard, and employ their power for their own personal gain. You will get a vaccine, and you will do it because we say you should do it. We will keep the borders open because we want those people in. And we know you don't, and we know that there's a 59-year-old mom and a 22-year-old daughter who are dead in Mission, Texas, 
because a guy fleeing the authorities T-boned their car, but we will not talk about that, and we will not write about that, and we will not broadcast that. Because it's not about what's right. It's not about serving you. It's not about keeping you safe. It's about increasing our power. And the more illegal aliens we let in, the more power we will have. Proverbs 14.8 says, The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. How much deception do you see out there? How many deceptive answers do you see on the border, on crime, on abortion, on transgenderism, on Afghanistan, on the budget, on the economy, on vaccines? Can you think of a single position, a single solitary position of the Democratic Party justifying one single thing that is in the news? One single thing where their position is not grounded, bathed, immersed in deception. I can't. Because they are failed leaders, and they are failed leaders because they do not understand and do not want to serve the people they are elected to serve. That is the truth as I see it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.